1: Hi there, and welcome to Way of Grace with Pastor Jesse Gastand, featuring the teaching staff at Grace Bible Church in Hayward. Angelo Dima joins us today, and we catch up with him in 2 Timothy, chapter 2, verses 20 through 21. The message he has chosen for today's broadcast is simply entitled, Vessels, The Chafing Dish, Sterno, and Paper Plate. Just exactly what he's talking about out of this title? Well, stick around and find out. Here's Angelo now with today's broadcast of Way of Grace. So the last time we were in the book of 2
2: Timothy chapter 2, verses 11 through 19, we talked about the union with Christ. That we have been purchased and therefore owned. We've been purchased with a great price. That price was the blood of the Lamb. The blood of Christ has purchased us. We understood that this thing is a holy matrimony. And we are wholly unionized with Christ. We are no longer one. But we are in union with Christ. We see this in the picture of marriage. When a husband and wife marry, they become no longer two but one flesh. Uh, We are fully immersed in in Christ, Aren't we? Or are we? I hope we are. And to be fully immersed in Christ is a glorious thing, is it not? What I'm learning more and more as I grow in the knowledge and grace of the Lord, the more you immerse yourself, the more trials come, the more the enemy comes after you. And so it is very important to not neglect the gathering of the saints, especially as you see the day approaching. Full immersion with Christ, it is glorious. We understand that false religion always will torture and kill you, whether it's through some type of snickering or it's to the point where they put you on a cross or they put you on a stake and burn you. This is the trial of your faith. These are the things that Timothy's uh, learning from the Apostle Paul as he experienced them himself. The trial of your faith, it works patience, doesn't it? So we ask, help my unbelief. Honesty to the believer is his greatest companion. As we say here most of the time, an honest sinner will not be thrown into hell. Lord, I am a sinner. Help us down my unbelief. Faith, which is believing, is our gift, and it is the conduit connection. When I say conduit, it's like the pipe that connects us all the way to the Father and we have access to Him through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Do you believe that? And we've been given that gift, which is faith. He abideth faithful. So we asked the question last time we were in this text, are you a part of the body? This is a very important question. Uh, we also see in this text, uh, 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 11 through 19, we see the warning to study, and then we looked at some examples We need to strive. We don't want to strive about words to no profit. Uh, We need to understand the word of truth, and we should shun disrespect and fruitless discussion. Nevertheless, we land here on God's foundation. That's where we, we ended our text in verse 19. But we're getting into verse 20 and 21, so I'm going to read that text, and we'll see how the Lord blesses this. Now, the subject this morning will be vessels, and the title... Uh, my wife, again, since she is my greatest critique outside of myself, said, what kind of title is that? Isn't that somewhat irreverent? And I had to think, well, maybe it is. But no, it's not, because we're using practical uh, things that are in the church, and that's what the Apostle Paul was doing, and we'll see it here in the text. The chafing dish, sterno, and paper plate. So if you've been with us and you've served with us here at Grace Bible Church, you know what those things are. The chafing dish, we've had chafing dishes here for 25 years. I'm very familiar with them. We put them up there. They've lasted. They're tried and true. They work. The sterno is an interesting item because they have the. what I learned last week from our brother Louis is that you have a two-hour sterno and you have a six-hour sterno. The only problem with the sterno is you can't refill it. So we don't want to be sternos. I think we need to be propane tanks because you can take it down to the store and fill it up, right? And God makes these metaphors for us to learn when he talks about the five foolish virgins and the five wise virgins. The foolish ran their oil lamps and they ran out. And who did they run to? They ran to the ones who had the oil. And the ones that had the oil were wise enough to say, no, I can't give you any of mine. Because if I give you mine, then I run out. So let us not be foolish virgins. The sterno and the paper plate. The paper plate is something that is used, and when it is used, it is soiled, and then it is discarded and thrown away, and it becomes a vessel of dishonor. But let's get into our text. But in a great house... There are not only vessels of gold and of silver, but also of wood and of earth, and some to honor and some to dishonor. If any man therefore purge himself from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified and meet for the master's use, and prepared unto every good work. Now, this is good instruction to Timothy, who was a young pastor. But we can also see principles derived from these texts that will benefit everybody who belongs to the church of God. So the message is for all, but it was especially for those who were in leadership. So this great house. Now what is this great house that we're talking about here? Does anybody know? A great house. We know a great house is not really a small house. It's not a, a shack. It's not uh, something other than great. Great. Well, we read in 1 Timothy, if you want to turn there, turn to 1 Timothy 3.15 so we can get a good picture of what this great house that Paul is exhorting Timothy to think about. The great house, I submit to you based upon what I've seen in this text earlier on in 1 Timothy. It says, Timothy, if I tarry long, that means if I take a long time to get to where I'm going or where I get to go to you... He says that thou mayest know how to behave yourself in the house of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and ground of the truth. So this great house is the church as I see it. Now, we see in the Old Testament, Israel would have the temple, and there'd be many things in the temple, and many things were considered vessels. As we'll see, Paul, using what he studied his 14 years once he was saved by God's grace, understood what these vessels were meant for and how vessels were applied in what he's telling Timothy here in the text for us here today. What is a vessel? Okay, so we see in the text, in the great house, there are only vessels of gold and of silver. What is a vessel? Well, we know that in Greek, and I'm not anybody who would say that I'm a Greek scholar of any sort, but we see this word skios, which is a vessel. There are two types of vessels that I see in the Scriptures, which are, one is a vessel which can mean utensils, uh, cups, things that are utilized as tools. And then there's vessels which are a boat. But we're not dealing with boats Or we could say cars or vessels, planes could be vessels. We're dealing with utensils, things that are used in a very practical way. These utensils were performed for religious rites, uh, onto honor, honorable use, onto dishonor. They were um, explained as vessels of mercy and vessels of wrath. So we get into us being depicted as these vessels, as Paul would talk about the wife being the weaker vessel. When you take that into the greater context, so you don't think we're some type of male chauvinist and we want to belittle women or anything like that, what Paul is saying in the greater theological understanding of Scripture is that we, the church, are considered his bride, right? So we, his bride, are the weaker vessel, right? And he is the one that uses the weaker vessel, protects the weaker vessel, that is Christ and His church. I know many women who are a lot stronger than me. Vessels can be depicted as utensils and things used in the church, and they can also be used, it can be used as a picture or type as a person, as we'll see shortly. So a vessel is something that can contain liquid, For vessels of mercy and wrath, as depicted in us, whether we are believers or unbelievers, it's any instrument by which anything is done, such as a household utensil. Now, it can also be referred to as tackle. Any fishermen here? All right, well, the Lord makes us fishers of men, so it's important that we know how to use our tackle so that we can catch fish, right? It's important that we know and understand what a vessel is. So, in our subpoint B, or A actually, of uh, point one, vessels are a practical metaphor drawn from the Torah and the things that were represented in the temple. Paul understood these things. He had read the Old Testament, he had read the Levitical priesthood and what pertained to what was in the temple. So let's turn to Numbers uh, chapter 3 verse 31. And we'll start with this um, depiction of the ark of the temple, because we're talking about this vessel of gold and silver. And why is it that Paul is using gold and silver as something that would, like the ark, overlay it? So Numbers chapter 3, verse 31. And their guard duty, this is the American Standard Version, so you might see it a little bit different in your text. And their charge, which was basically they had to guard these things, right? Their duty involved with the ark, the table, the lampstand, the altars, the vessels of the sanctuary with which the priest, minister, and the screen, all the service connected with these. So... All these things were in the temple and they're they're vessels for God's purpose and design. And what we learn when we study the scriptures and we see all these vessels in the Old Testament, the Levitical priesthood and what they were used for, every one of them will point us to Christ. Do you agree with that? And that's what their design is for. So Paul is using this same type of understanding that even in a practical use for the church of today... That's why I used my title, the chafing dish, sterno, and paper plate. We can spiritualize those things and see where Paul's coming from based upon what was used in the Old Testament. There is greater imagery, not just uh, leadership, but all as vessels. So when we see these things, these imageries, what Paul is doing in this text is he's giving imagery to vessels so that we can see them both as practical use, but he can, you can see them as God's people. All of God's people are vessels. But in the church, there are vessels of honor and vessels to dishonor, and we'll see that shortly, where Paul refers to these as unbelievers and believers. What type of vessel are we is the, the big question here. So we can see this in Romans chapter 9, verse 21 and 22, where... Paul talks about these vessels as related to us. So if you turn to Romans chapter 9, and you look at verse 21 through 22, you can put it up on the screen, where he refers to God being the potter, and God having the power over the clay, that vessel which he's making, from the same lump to make one vessel for honor and another for dishonor. What if God, wanting to show His wrath and to make His power known, endured with much long-suffering the vessels of wrath prepared for destruction? So the question is, are you a vessel of dishonor or are you a vessel of honor? It's a good question to ask. Even Paul was referred to as a vessel by the Lord If you were to look at Acts chapter 9, don't turn there, but the Lord says, But the Lord said to him, Go, for he is a chosen vessel of mine to bear my name before the Gentiles, kings, and the children of Israel. So in the Old Testament, you had things that pointed to the Lord Jesus Christ. And you can see that even these vessels could be shown to represent the people of God. Gold and silver. What is gold and silver in our subpoint B here, point 1? Gold and silver is a lasting purpose, has lasting purpose. It lasts long. So when you see the Ark of the Covenant, it was overlaid with gold, right? And so it was overlaid the acacia wood. Because acacia wood, even though it's a real strong and hard wood, if you overlay anything with gold, as we're about to see in some of the text here, It lasts longer. It's going to protect it from the elements that are outside. And so it is if we are to spiritualize this. As a believer, we need to be overlaid with purity. And gold is depicted as being pure. Offerings for the temple. We see in uh, a passage of Scripture where David said unto the assembly, when when Solomon was building the temple... If you want to turn there it's uh, First Chronicles chapter 29. I'm just going to read some text so that we can see David as he spoke here, "My son Solomon, from a alone God has chosen. Is young and inexperienced. And the work is great because the temple is not for man, but for the Lord." Now that now for the house of my God I have prepared with all my might, gold for things to be made of gold, silver for things of silver, bronze for things of bronze iron for things of iron wood for things of wood onyx stones and stones to be set glistening stones in various colors all kinds of precious stones and marble slabs in abundance moreover because i have set my affection on the house of my god i have given to the house of my god over and above all that i have prepared for the holy house my own special treasure of gold and silver 3,000 talents of gold and gold of ophir and 7,000 talents of refined silver to overlay the walls of the houses. So God, as David is doing this, uses the gold and silver to overlay everything so that things last. So when I was thinking of the chafing dishes, we have some rinky-dink ones, but we have ones that actually have been around for a long, long time here. So there's quality in gold and silver. It's meant to make things last for long periods of time. And that's what, I'm, that's what I've gathered from uh, First Chronicles 29. So we can see the significance of how gold and silver is to preserve things that are made of lesser, uh, stronger material. As we see in the Ark of the Covenant, Exodus chapter 25, verses 10 and 11, just listen to this. And they shall make an ark of acacia wood, two cubits and a half shall be the length thereof, and a cubit and a half the breadth thereof, and a cubit and a half of the height thereof. And thou shalt overlay it with pure gold within and without, thou shalt overlay it. And shalt make upon it a crown of gold round about. So that gold was to preserve this Ark of the Covenant, make it lasting. And to beautify it. Does anyone know what acacia wood is? It's in abundance. You know, we bought a bed for our house and it was made out of acacia wood. So it's a very common, but it's a very hard wood. But even the hardest of woods are subject to the elements and must be, you know, protected. Usually they'll put a shellac on it or they'll paint it just to preserve it. Here we're seeing even a greater preserving by putting a pure gold on it or silver. In this case, with the ark, it's gold. But also, so when we look at gold and we see gold, gold is often referred to believers. So turn with me because I want you to know this verse. Uh, Malachi chapter 3, verse 3. You're often uh, listening to Handel's Messiah, generally around Christmas time, and there's this song called, uh, He Shall Purify the Sons of Levi. Have you heard it? Well, this is where Handel got this Uh, this song that he wrote. It's a glorious song. In Malachi chapter 3, verse 3. He will set as a refiner and purifier of silver, and he will purify the sons of Levi and refine them as gold and silver. So, as you see vessels spoken about by Paul, so we can be tethered to the text and we can understand what's being said, that some are to honor and some are to dishonor, some are to dishonor, some are to honor... We see it as pictured in the Levites, the priesthood, that he would refine them for his use so that they could be vessels of honor. The refining of gold and silver, and they shall offer unto Jehovah offerings in righteousness. God has to refine us. Isn't that what he does? So when we go through trials and tribulations, did you know that's refining us? Have you found that to be the case? It doesn't feel good, does it? It gets hot. It drives out and it purges away impurities. It causes you to feel things, feel uncomfortable. This is what's actually happening to the believer. This is a real thing. That's what the Spirit does. He convicts you of sin. When the conviction of sin is taking place, He's refining you as He would gold. We also see gold being refined by a fire fire. When we see in uh, the book of Revelation, I counsel thee to buy of me gold refined by fire. Now this gold can be referred to as wisdom, knowledge, that we should buy it. Well, how are you going to buy something that cannot be priced? Well, I submit to you that when we buy something that we cannot Pay for because we would never have enough money to pay for something that God is offering. Do you believe that? Man will buy into lies. And so, why doesn't man buy into the truth? And how much money does the truth cost you? And can you buy this without price? We're commanded to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ with all of our hearts. We're commanded not to lean on our own understanding. We're commanded to acknowledge Him in all our ways. And we're promised that He shall guide us down the path that we need to go to. And in that path, we will attain this gold, golden knowledge, golden wisdom, which will always point us to the Lord Jesus Christ, that we may become rich, rich in faith, and have white garments, that thou mayest be clothed in the purity... Of Christ. That our shame and our nakedness should not be made manifest. And that's what God does for His people, right? He makes them vessels of honor by covering them with the golden wisdom that comes from the Holy Spirit who teaches you. And He anoints your eyes with eye salve that thou mayest see. So in sub point C, we also see that. Uh, there's wood and earth vessels that are for a temporal use. Let's start here in 1 Corinthians chapter 3 verses 11 through 13. And we're talking about the foundation that no man can lay which is laid which is Christ Jesus. But if any man buildeth on the foundation gold, silver, costly stones, wood, hay, stubble, Each man's work shall be made manifest for the day shall declare it because it is revealed by fire. Now if you take fire to wood, hay and stubble, it's going to burn very quick, isn't it? So within the temple there are vessels of wood and earth and those are the things that will be burned up. But what is lasting is the gold and silver and the fire itself shall prove each man's work of what sort it is.
1: Well, time permits us to go no further. You have been listening to Way of Grace, the daily radio ministry of Grace Bible Church in Hayward, featuring our teacher and pastor, Pastor Jessica Stand. It is our prayer as we come to you daily on this broadcast that you're growing in grace, that you're growing in your love and adoration of Jesus Christ. That's the goal and the intent here at Way of Grace, that we might understand the amazing love of God in Christ, if you would like to obtain a copy of today's program, you've got a couple of ways you can do that. CDs are $5. Simply call or write to us and we'll send one to you. Or if you're internet savvy, simply stop by our website and you can download the audio file, in MP3 version, and that one's free. Grace-bible.com is our website. That's grace-bible.com. And again, If you're willing to write to us or contact us by phone, if you would like the CD, simply do so at 510-886-9782. Again, that phone number is 510-886-9782. The address, if you're writing to us, is 22768 Main Street. That's here in Hayward, the zip code 94541. And again, remember, the CD is $5, or simply stop by grace-bible.com and download the MP3 version for free. We would also invite you to join us for worship here at Grace Bible Church in Hayward. Sunday services are at 11 a.m., Sunday schools at 10 a.m., and don't forget, from a variety of churches and from all over the Bay Area, we have enjoyed a marvelous time of study in God's Word Friday evenings here at grace bible church at 8 p.m for the directions and the details simply go to our website grace-bible.com that's grace-bible.com or call 510-886-9782 also as the lord leads we're able to come to you here on kfax in part through your financial and prayerful involvement with this ministry Now, while it's free for you to listen to, it does incur a cost on our end, and we look to the Lord for his gracious provision. And if you would like to participate in that, then please do get a hold of us. Any donation, no matter how big or small, is greatly appreciated here at Way of Grace. 510-886-9782 is our phone number. Thank you for spending time with us today. Until next time, God bless.